Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about um, one of my favourite films from one of my favourite film franchises. Um, So today I'm going to be talking about the 1997 science fiction horror film Alien Resurrection, which was directed by Jean-Pierre Junet and written by uh, Joss Whedon. And, uh, of course, as with um, all of the other Alien films, uh, it stars Sigourney Weaver in the title role of Ripley. Uh, But in this um, film, uh, we find a Ripley that is unlike any... uh, Well, unlike the Ripley that we have come to know uh, and follow through the other the three preceding films and I've always liked this film ever since it came out um, and it's a departure from the other films but it's also a culmination of all of the other films and it um, essentially is the last part in the story of Ripley or is it um, that's the question because This film came out in 1997, and it's the fourth instalment in the Alien franchise of films. Um, And after this film, um, it was decided by the studio uh, to uh, go back to the the origins of the Alien franchise and basically uh, begin the the Alien franchise over again by creating prequels to the the Alien films. Alien Resurrection, uh, as it stands now, uh, is the last film to star Scorny Weaver in the Alien franchise. Uh, but it remains to be seen whether she will uh, appear, perhaps in a future uh, film, um, perhaps um, 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 passing the baton to a, another leading um, uh, female character. Uh, to start the franchise again I think that would be a a great thing to do Uh, because Sigourney Weaver has been so essential uh, to the the success of the Alien franchise Uh, it wouldn't have become as successful wouldn't become uh, wouldn't have become as well loved I don't believe if it wasn't for Sigourney Weaver's character of Ellen Ripley um, who essentially is like the audience you know she was just an everyday woman doing her job and she just found herself um, be constantly um, at a crossroads with this alien species um, these uh, xenomorphs as they're described um, and of course if you're familiar with the the previous film in the alien franchise alien 3 which came out in 1992 you will know that Ellen Ripley died. Uh, she sacrificed herself um, uh, on the, um, the the prison planet, um, and she did that because she was incubating an alien fetus, a, a chest buster, uh, alien queen, in fact, and. Um, as soon as she became aware of this, uh, she be, she uh, was um, quite uh, forward uh, in her um, in her belief that she needed to to die, um, uh, and uh, she does eventually die in the foundry of the maximum security um, correctional facility of uh, Furina. 
also known as Fury 161. Um, but not before she helps the um, the inmates of the maximum security um, correctional facility uh, to help defeat a uh, an alien, a xenomorph um, that found its way um, onto the onto the planet, the prison planet, along with her. Uh, but yeah, so the end of Alien Three. Um, as I say, Ellen Ripley died. She sacrificed herself when she threw herself into the um, when she threw herself into the, the foundry, and she killed the alien embryo uh, along with herself. Uh, however, uh, right at the conclusion of Alien Three, um, the uh, notorious uh, Wayland Dutani. Uh, um, corporation uh, sent um, a ship to uh, Fiorina 161 uh, to take Ripley back to Earth because they wanted to obtain um, the genetic uh, uh, material. They wanted they wanted the chestbuster. They wanted the xenomorph, which is something that they have worked to. Um, get a sample of and return it to Earth um, for for years. I mean, uh, and and um, because they wanted to weaponize the xenomorphs, they wanted to create um, a perhaps a, a race of xenomorphs which they believed they could uh, have uh, full control over. Uh, for what what reason? Uh, it's a, the reasons are unknown, but uh, they believe that uh, the xenomorphs, um, even though they are uh, animalistic, aggressive, killing machines, uh, essentially, uh, Wayland Yutani were obsessed since the first Alien film uh, with obtaining a sample, a live sample, um, or a live um, uh, xenomorph. Um, so that's why they became um, obsessed. They became obsessed, and uh, every time Ellen Ripley um, encountered the the xenomorphs, there seemed to be Wayland Yutani just waiting to um, to uh, stop her from destroying the xenomorphs, um, which she did on every occasion she encountered them uh, in Alien and also in Aliens, and finally in Alien Three. So they they don't get their don't get their wish, uh, but however, after Ripley died, um, uh, while well, actually while Ripley was on Furina One Six One, the prison um, there, uh, she gave some blood samples, um, and it is it was from these blood samples that. Um, Wayland Dutani um, obtained Ripley's genetic structure, and um, and 200 years after the fact, um, we uh, when we we find Ripley um, again, uh, she is now a clone of the original Ellen Ripley, and um, she was grown. Um, out of a out of a process of um, cloning, um, but um, the results uh, of the cloning process uh, are um, have been varied, and some have been quite monstrous in comparison. And the the uh, version of Ripley that we meet in Alien Resurrection. It has a number on her on her wrist uh, of the of the the number eight uh, because she is um, the eighth uh, uh, version of um, the clone of Ripley that has been um, attempted. Um, and as I say, all of the others um, look very different to uh, how Ripley and or how. Um, the eighth version of Ripley's clone appears, because um, she looks very much like the Ellen Ripley that we we know. Uh, but 
the problem is that um, when Ellen Ripley was cloned, when um, the, the company used um, her genetic uh, structure, um, they, uh, well, they knew, I was going to say they failed to know, but they knew that at the time that Ripley gave her um, genetic sample, her blood sample, she uh, was, um, she had the alien embryo inside her. So when the scientists, um, when they cloned Ripley, they also cloned the, the alien genetic structure along with her. And some of the different, the other seven pre, other versions of Ripley that were created, uh, the clones, some looked more alien than human, some looked more human than alien, uh, but there was very varying different um, versions, some that were amalgamations of alien and alien uh, in appearance, and and it took uh, many generations, or eight generations of, of the cloning process to come up with a um, a a combined, uh, um, sustained um, example, humanoid example of how Ellen Ripley would used to look, and they they want to do this. They wanted to uh, clone Ripley so that they could finally extract the embryo, the alien embryo growing inside her. So they uh, they want all that's all they wanted really. Ripley was just uh, they don't care about Ripley um, and now the, the, the company Wayland Yutani is no more um, uh, the, and the scientists who have cloned Ripley are now uh, working under the United Systems military uh, aboard a space vessel called the USM Auriga and um, they they clone Ripley from when we first see Ripley. She she looks to be a small, she looks to be a, a, a juvenile, a child, and um, over time she she grows um, to look um, more like the, the adult version of uh, of Ripley, um, who uh, looks like exactly like Scorny Weaver. Um, but as I say, they only really created Ripley so that they could extract the embryo inside her. Uh, and so that they could raise it and um, allow this alien queen um, to lay their eggs as they are biologically um, uh, bound to do and so that the they can use the eggs to create xenomorphs uh, well to create um, uh, chest uh, well face hugger aliens first that's the first generation after they come out of the eggs then they insert their the embryo into a humanoid body and then from a humanoid body comes a chest buster which grows into becoming a xenomorph and the cycle continues um uh but um the the xenomorphs that are grown come from Ripley um, seem to share a genetic memory uh, with her and they're not they're not the normal xenomorphs they're not animalistic they have a an intelligence to them uh, while still having uh, acid for blood um, but they the xenomorphs and and uh, Ripley um, do have a, a shared link with one another and she can sense them they can sense her um, and yeah it's a very fascinating um, concept actually and um, I suppose that was the only way uh, well actually I was watching the additional um, um, features on the, the the blu-ray for um alien resurrection and they were interviewing um the the writer of the of the film 
um, Josh Whedon, and um, he essentially uh, explained that that was the only way that they could see um, them being them bringing back Ripley, uh, because Ripley was dead, and the only way um, was to was to clone her. And I I think now, think looking back, I think that was not only was does it seem to be the logical thing to do but it was very forward thinking um i don't mind saying um because it's um it's, it's a great way and and the way that the film ends you know it could go anywhere uh from then um uh but yeah so really really good and um we we get introduced to some other other characters um that we hadn't previously been introduced to um uh those of uh, a mercenary group aboard uh, their ship uh the, the betty uh one of whom uh, on the crew is uh winona rider's character call um who is um a, a synthetic um uh, very much like a bishop from um uh, the uh, aliens film, um, uh, but she's uh, very uh, she's sympathetic, uh, even though she um, she explains that she was she became a, a part of the crew of the Betty to go and kill uh, Ripley because she had been made aware of uh, Ripley's history and um, potentially what she could have within her um we also get introduced to the character of uh dom freeze um played by uh dominic pinon who's the the betty's mechanic uh who's a, a paraplegic uh who uses a motorized wheelchair uh ron perlman's character of uh ron uh jonah um uh who uh He's very agitated and uh, makes some very bad jokes, but and also tries to come on to Ripley on more than one occasion. Um, Gary uh, Dowden's character, Gary uh, Christie, um, Frank uh, Elgin, uh, who's the uh, the captain of the Betty, who's played by uh, Michael Wincott, um, Kim Flowers, who plays the character uh, Sabra Hillard. Um, and we also get introduced to the, um, the commanding officer of the Origa, um, General Martin Perez, uh, who's played by Dan, uh, Hedaya, um, and some other additional great, uh, characters such as, uh, Dr. Jonathan, uh, Gediman, who's played by the great Brad Dorif. Uh, Dr. Mason Wren, who's played by J.E. Freeman, um, and they are responsible for for Ripley. They, um, the doctors, um, made it possible for her to to uh, come into the world so that they could extract the alien embryo within her and create this uh, this new. Um, generation of uh, xenomorphs who they believe they could train to do their bidding um, but of course they have no idea who they're um, who they've created Ripley knows of course and she tries to explain uh, the fact of the matter to them that no one aboard the ship will get off alive um, and no one aboard the Betty, perhaps, because Bet the Betty um, arrives, um, and they they have been their mission. <coughs> excuse me, was to deliver a, um, a cargo of um, of humans, so that um, when the the um, the face huggers uh, come out of the the eggs that have been um, laid by the the alien queen, they will uh, uh, latch on to the the face of these humans, and from these humans uh, will come um, these xenomorphs, and 
that is exactly what happens. Um, but uh, the, as I say, because they were born, uh, they ha- they share some connection with Ripley. They do seem to have uh, a higher intelligence, and you see the the, the xenomorphs um, effectively communicating with each other and sacrificing one for the many and um yeah it's fascinating to see them as pack uh, pack animals um and um also seeing them figure out how to um you know get around the the humans the scientists who are observing them uh who wish to use them for their own um means and um, they do, they outwit them, the, the xenomorphs outwit humans, and they find a way to to break free of their confinement, um, as, they, as they will do. And um, as everybody who knows uh, the aliens from the Alien franchise, they will not stop until they have overcome uh, the, the ship or the space station or the planet they're on. And uh, they have set up their own uh, nest of um, of xenomorphs. And as I said in my uh, introduction, Alien Resurrection is kind of like a a culmination of all of the um, all of the Alien films, all into one. And um, it's uh, it's really well done, um, I think. Um, and one of the most shocking parts I found uh, was when um, Ripley, uh, she's been held in confinement because, uh, uh, as I said, she was just really created so that the, 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 this uh, military operation, the, uh, the scientists could uh, get the embryo outside, out of her and they didn't really care whether she survived or not but she survived she's been held in confinement uh but when the the crew of the the betty when the, these mercenaries um dock with the origa uh she uh uh get in, gets introduced to them and then when things start to go south uh as you could say um when the xenomorphs get out of their their holding cell and they start running riot uh, across the origa and um, the commanding officer has to um, order an evacuation uh, Ripley and um, the crew uh, of the Betty the surviving uh, and the, one of the surviving scientists of the origa uh, have to try and find a way to get off the, the ship before they are killed by the xenomorphs and the alien uh, queen um, uh, we find has created her own nest um, in deep in the bowels of the origa and she's laying eggs and she's being protected by the other xenomorphs but um, unbeknownst to uh, Ripley uh, and the crew of the Betty uh, when in an emergency, um, the Auriga um, is automatically programmed to return to its base of operations. And of course, its base of operations is that of Earth. Um, so Ripley and uh, the crew of the, the Betty uh, ultimately find out that the Auriga is going to be returning to Earth and that doesn't go down well and some hilarious uh reactions to um to that uh to that um knowledge to the the when they're informed they're they're returned to earth especially by ron perlman's character ron jonah um uh and he essentially says earth oh what a you know uh yeah not not a great let's just say at the time when um the story takes place which uh supposedly is the year 2379 um earth is not in a great shape and um for whatever reason something that uh we don't 
isn't really clarified, but the Earth um, is not a lot of people have a very good uh, opinion of Earth, um, even in Aliens. Uh, when we saw Ripley uh, return to Earth, we only saw her on the the space station in um, the habitable space station in orbit. Uh, we never got to see, um, you know, the surface of Earth, what it looked like in the the twenty second century. Um, so yeah, um, they find their way. Uh, they find that they're on their way to Earth, um, and that makes. Um, the things e- even worse because um, the xenomorphs are finally going to make it to Earth which is something that um, Ripley uh, knows can't happen um, so they they know they have to try and destroy the ship um, and also try and get off of the Origa um, um before it, uh, before it uh, is destroyed, um, and the the crew of the uh, are uh, picked off one by one. Uh, you could say they're killed by the xenomorphs. Um, and as I said, the most disturbing part uh, for me is when Ripley walks past um, a door that has, I think it says the. The, the, let, the words or the numbers one to seven and they go inside and this is when Ripley sees all of the other the seven previous variations uh, in the cloning process of Ellen Ripley that were uh, attempted and as I, was, as I alluded to earlier uh, some of them are very grotesque some are a physical amalgamation of a, z- a xenomorph and a um, and a human, and in fact, Ripley encounters one that the closest um, version to uh, an amalgamation, but one that looks more human than xenomorph in appearance, and um, she is very is she definitely appears to have a physical um, deformity she some par- some parts of her limbs look alien some parts look human and she is desperately looking at at Ripley Ripley 8 uh, the eighth version and asking her and pleading with her to, to kill her because she she doesn't want to live any longer and this is when Ripley takes um, um, takes one of the um the uh flamethrowers and she she kills the the surviving um clone um and she also um destroys the other tanks that contain the other um variations the other clones uh, and it's really sad um and we see how emotional ripley is and um, it's the most emotional that we see her actually because for a great amount of time throughout Alien Resurrection Ripley because she is kind of like this superhuman um, figure now she has the strength of the alien she has the agility of the aliens xenomorphs she has these instincts um, but when she sees, as I say, when she sees these other clones of herself, she breaks down, she cries, and she's angry, and of course she, she wants to, to free them all, of the, especially this, the, this other clone of her that she sees who's uh, in a great deal of pain. Um, but yeah, and it's a great um, moment when... We get to see uh, an alien, a xenomorph, um, in fact two xenomorphs swimming for the first time because the, the crew of the, the mercenaries have to try and find their way and um, uh, they, they through the origa, through a, um, through a part which has become, um, is underwater now, um, so they have to swim um, to get to, from one side to the other and uh, they are um, chased by these uh, swimming 
xenomorphs um, um, through this this flooded kitchen um, and yeah great I mean that's one thing I, I love about the alien films is that every time we see every every time there is a new film we see a different variation of the xenomorphs we get to see them acting in a different way we get them we get to see them um, display um, certain different characteristics that we haven't seen before which is which is a which is a great thing and which makes um, them all worthwhile because that's the great thing about the xenomorphs depending on the, their generation that they are uh, and depending on how they are born and where they are born they could have varying different um, characteristics which is which is a great touch I think uh, but again um, several members of the the crew have to sacrifice themselves um, uh, before uh, finding their way um, to the um, to the Betty so that they could uh, get away from the Auriga which is uh, on a collision course for Earth and uh, uh, as soon as it reaches Earth it will crash into it so they they need to get off but uh, before they get to the Betty Ripley um, feels this this instinct this call to um, to go to the um, to the queen and to lie with the other xenomorphs um, because the queen at this point um, is about to give birth but they are about to give birth to in a way that not that, that the xenomorphs do not usually give birth because usually um, the, the queen gives birth to she lays eggs but because she her uh, biology uh, is infused with Ripley she's also giving birth to a humanoid uh, a human xenomorph hybrid that that has many characteristics of both it has human eyes it has it looks like a cross between a, an amalgamation as I say of an alien um, and, and, a, and a xenomorph but it and a, a variation of all of the other clones um, that we saw um, and they are essentially uh, Ripley's um, grandchild um, and Ripley is there and she witnesses the the, the, um, the birth of this um, of this alien uh, hybrid um, who uh, is being born from a uterus that has um, developed as a result of the, her genetic contamination with the, the Ripley clone, um, and yeah, the, this uh, newborn alien is um, very uh, is possibly the the, the, the same height. Um, as the other xenomorphs but um, they are different they have a tongue they don't have like a um, a, a second mouth um, they have more or less human eyes or human appearing eyes and they act differently and they they see Ripley either as its grandmother or its mother um, when they first see them and they even kill the alien queen they attack the alien queen from which from whom they were born from and um yeah they they oh they are more dangerous this newborn alien is more dangerous than all of the other xenomorphs um seemingly um and ripley sees this and uh she sees how um, aggressive this newborn is, so she decides to leave the um, the nest where the, the xenomorphs are, um, and she tries to make it to the Betty so that she can get off of the Auriga before it um, um, before it falls through the atmosphere 
of Earth and and um, and gets destroyed. Uh, however, uh, when she does eventually reach the Betty, this newborn alien, um, she finds out that she that they have um, chased her to the Betty and they have found a way aboard, and um, they because they they feel this connection to to Ripley um, and they want to be close to them because they have these they, they share they share this um, this connection but Ripley knows that this newborn no alien can can make it to earth so um, she decides to use her own blood which is a, is a combination of human blood but also of the acidic blood of the xenomorphs so when her blood touches, um, uh, for example, a, uh, a piece of the um, of the ship, a bulkhead, or a piece of glass. It will melt through whatever, so uh, whatever um, it lays on. And Ripley decides to uh, cut into her own um, hand um, by using one of the teeth of the newborn alien. And she throws it against a window, which causes it to depressurize while um, the Betty is coming through the atmosphere of Earth. And uh, it only creates a very small hole in the window, uh, but it is enough to seemingly suck all of the air out of it and also um, any other uh, life form. And if Call, played by Winona Ryder, wasn't holding on um, uh, as securely as she was, or if Ripley wasn't holding on to what she was holding on to, then they may have found themselves being blown out into the atmosphere of Earth. But the newborn alien does. They get sucked towards the this uh, this hole and um ripley and call watch this alien uh this newborn alien be blown out of this hole uh, into space um piece by piece and very quite disturbing actually when you see it uh happen like that and it, but it makes you think that if something like that was to happen in space um you know a small hole like that then anybody on board would be yeah would be turned into uh something resembling soup very much like the newborn alien um but they are destroyed they're uh killed um and the origa um eventually makes uh um makes contact with earth it uh collides and explodes causing a, a large explosion um and we don't really know what the the outcome was of that explosion where or where it it, it uh, exploded um but the betty and those who survive aboard it uh including ripley and call have finally found themselves back on earth and this is something that ripley has been uh um, has been trying to do for for all of the films really is because all of the times that we've seen Ripley she's been in space or on another planet such as LV-426 uh, but this is the first time we actually see Ripley um, in the atmosphere of uh, Earth and um, as they look down upon Earth at the, um, at the, the horizon as they're flying through the atmosphere, um, Call, uh, played by Winona, Winona Ryder, asks Ripley uh, uh, what she's going to do next, and Ripley replies, "I don't know. Um, I'm a stranger here myself." She replies, and that's how the film ends. And um, yeah, it would be. I know it's this. You know, the film is. You know, several years old now, and I'm I'm sure that there were plans to continue the um, to continue the series with a fifth Alien film. Um, 
but um, apparently, um, from what I know, Sigourney Weaver was, wasn't very interested in setting a, um, a, a an alien story upon Earth, um, but uh, she apparently remains open to reprising her role as Ellen Ripley for a fifth instalment um, if she um, finds that the, the story is is worth uh, making um, but um, yeah um, as, as, I, as I record this now uh, there, are, there are some plans to continue the, the, the film the alien film franchise uh, of course, they did continue the, the, the franchise with a crossover film uh, called Alien vs. Predator in 2004. Um, and as I, as I said earlier, there have been some two prequel films to the Alien franchise, um, uh, including uh, Prometheus, which came out in 2012. Um, and... Um, and but it, it's uh, it has been there's there's constant uh, it's constantly being um, uh, noted uh, by by producers and directors, uh, including Ridley Scott, um, who uh, went on to direct Prometheus, uh, which was the um, the first uh, prequel film which really set up the um really told the story of uh um the um the space jockey as they are referred to from the first alien film uh and we find out who they who they are these humanoids and um uh we they and they're referred to engineers and the story uh um, continued in uh, the next um, film uh, called uh, Alien Covenant, uh, which came out in 2017, and that again continued the story of Alien. Um, very much set up the, the the Alien franchise. We got to see the beginnings of the the Xenomorphs and where they came from, who was responsible, and. Um, yeah, it's very interesting that humanity essentially was responsible for creating the xenomorphs, but they didn't realise it, or they they have no idea of it. Uh, but um, yeah, um, but yeah, Alien Resurrections um, it's a really really good film, um, and I think in retrospect, it's it's better than it than it um, may have been perceived uh, when it first came out, actually. Um, but yeah, as far as I know, um, as far as I've, I've, I've heard through, you know, the grapevine of, um, interviews that have been, um, given by Ridley Scott, um, there is a, as of September 2020, um, Ridley Scott confirmed that there is a new Alien film in development, uh, but it remains to be seen whether Ridley Scott will return to direct as he did with Prometheus and Alien Covenant, uh, but I think it would be great if he did because he really has a handle of the Alien film franchise. He knows that you know the he knows the world, he knows the universe, he knows what he's doing. He made some great films, um, and it would be great, I think, if the next Alien film was connected to the original Alien films. Uh, and it would be great if uh, Sigourney Weaver could appear, because uh, I think that would be a really great connection. And as I said right at the beginning, um, if even if it was to be her last film playing Ellen Ripley, I think as long as it was a good film, Sigourney Weaver would jump at the chance to to play uh, the iconic Ellen Ripley again, because um, I, I know that to, to her, she she really shares a a personal connection with Ellen Ripley she spent so so much of her, her acting career has been um, has been connected to Ellen Ripley and uh, she really got her she be, really became well known for playing Ellen Ripley in the Alien um, the first Alien film so she she has a, a, a lot to thank 
um, Ridley Scott and the Alien film series um, for some of the success that she's going that she's garnered. Even though she's a great actress in her own right, I think even if she hadn't starred in the Alien series, she'd have, she would have um, she would have always been a great actor. And you know, she started some great films um, such as the, the Ghostbusters films and. Um, and yeah, she's a really great actress. But uh, for me, I think the the uh, the role of Ellen Ripley um, is hers and could not be um, could not be played by anybody else but her um, uh, because she's just synonymous with the the, the character. Um, so yeah, it would be great if she does return in a, a future Alien film. Uh, set within the Alien franchise but uh, as I say it remains to be seen but um, I think Alien Resurrection is a great way to bring her back Um, and um, yeah we'll see what happens in the future but uh, yeah I'm it's 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 kind of I I love the fact that I've gone back and watched all the Alien films from Alien to Aliens to Alien 3 to um, Alien Resurrection because I've really um, enjoyed them more now than I did back when I first watched them. Uh, probably mainly with the, the the gift of hindsight and also with um, having you know more films that I've seen and more films to compare them to and uh, um, and yeah um, I've really enjoyed them and I I think as I said before the the alien franchise is one of my favorite film franchises and the fact that all concerned whether it's the the fans the producers the writers the directors um all um can see the the great possibilities within the franchise um and the way that they they always want to make the best product and make the best film um is definitely um you know definitely uh well well received when they they do such when they do so um because um yeah it's um it's a really interesting film franchise and um i've enjoyed every one of the films from prometheus to coven um and of course the original Alien, Aliens, and also Alien 3 as well, and of course Alien Resurrection, but um, yeah, it's really, it's good to go back and watch these films uh, with a a fresh set of eyes, you could say, because um, you see things and you appreciate things within them, and what I've also also loved doing is, as I've said, uh, is watching some of the um, supplementary uh, documentaries um, that are also on the, the the Blu-ray and the DVD um, box sets of the films because they they do add a great deal of depth um, and uh, information about the the development of the films, the writing of the films, and why certain directors were picked and the um, the filmmaking process. And it's really I've really enjoyed watching those in addition to the the films um that they accompany um but uh yeah uh, so if you haven't seen the alien film franchise in a long time any of the films then i would definitely recommend that you you go back and watch them and watch them from beginning to end and um yeah if like me when you first watched them you you didn't really like them or you may have liked them but you um you may have chosen not to go back to them because you you think that you've seen it all or you may not um that there may not be anything uh more for you to uh to enjoy uh i can honestly say that uh going back and seeing these films again really brings back a wave of nostalgia for me as with a lot of films when i go back and watch them but um yeah i've always been fascinated by the alien films um and um yeah they're great and uh as uh, i love the fact that in each of the stories and in each of the films they always try and 
portray a different variation of the aliens, the, the xenomorphs. And um, that's why I like Prometheus and I like Alien Covenant because not only are we seeing different variations, but we're seeing the beginning of the xenomorphs. And um, yeah, they're they're really good films, but uh, they they're um, they 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 wouldn't be as good as they are if they hadn't been preceded by the the great alien um, the great alien films. Um, made by Ridley Scott and James Cameron, um, and, um, yeah, but yeah, I think we'll leave it there for now, uh, I just want to say thank you for listening, uh, hope you like what you heard, and I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form, uh, and go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh, as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um and i'll talk to you again soon